Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 423. This is your guide to the geek side. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, recent survivor of the Hamilton shooting, joined by Charlie Carton. Alexander Hamilton. Okay, I stole that one. What's up, y'all? I'm back after a three-day uh, Comic-Con we did with the chapter uh, in Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, which is fun. We talked to about 70 different trekkers, but the end got added six more people to our chapter, but we did raise over $400 for Make-A-Wish of Michigan, which is all, all that really matters. That is, that's where it's at. So that was great. It was grueling. We actually had the chance to work another show today in Holland, Michigan, and I had a work trade show yesterday, and I'm completely burned out, so I had to turn it down. But um, you know what? I was glad we were able to do that, and um, and and I, I love doing what we do, but man, it is, it is, it's fun for other people, but it is work for us. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Especially when they make you wear those wooden shoes when you enter the uh, the, the halls of Holland. Oh, you're right. I, you know what? It was a new venue. Uh, they, they moved into a civic center. So you're right. There might have been a wooden shoe guy at the door. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think those really go with the Starfleet blacks unless they were bla- if they were black and leather, maybe some padding, but probably patent, patent leather wooden shoes. Right. Yes. Patent leather wooden Get them shoes. While they exist. Yes, exactly. I love it. Well, very, very good. It's good to have you back, Charlie. Uh, you, when you were gone, I was on, uh, joined by my friend Stephen Chaskin. Nice. Uh, a lot of fun was was had there. And uh, But now it's time for us to talk about our Patreons. Yes, they yes, yes. make our podcast highly successful. They bring the fun. And we have a lot of fun with actually them on Discord. So check oh, out yeah. Discord and join there. Please. And maybe you'll meet some of our Patreons in person or online. Uh, Best Buds, Jamie Prinky. BFFs, Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken. Thanks again for your Welcome. support. You are you guys make it go, and uh, we're we're additionally uh, blessed because Missy is a frequent contributor. She works with me a lot on my Patreon, the Facts Geek, Geek Life Show. She is making some upcoming appearances on Code Forty Seven here on our free feed. So she is a wonderful friend of mine, a very insightful uh, contributor, and she has helped us grow our Patreon too. So extra, extra extra special shout out to missy merchant we love ya um but todd speaking of love what's not to love about this oh we even gave the segment a name we got i did charlie we got this didn't you listen uh i was on a top secret mission to not, not listen <laughs> to shows that i'm not on because i love the sound of my yes. voice i miss it i dubbed the segment we got this covered based I on the it. greatest news site in all the land plus a famous comic book cover that we are going to talk true. about and uh you say this is uh 23 because we're on episode 423 which you might not have mentioned i don't know um but 23 is my lucky number we're actually recording this uh we're recording 423 on 423 and it's also my mother's 75th birthday there i said this is how i know she doesn't listen to the show because she won't get mad when i called her this morning and i said i put out a facebook post but i didn't put your age in there i didn't want to get the backlash because you know she boy she was pissed when she turned 40 (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't on facebook though charlie yeah there was no facebook in 1988 so um but anyway back to this cover uh this is uh uh godzilla king of monsters from 1979 march of 79 uh and then yeah they sn- they sneak in the from uh 
is it is it Tomo Toho Productions? Tomo Productions? Toho Productions. Yeah. yeah, famed monster movie series. Now you got Godzilla, and on this cover, he's doing his thing. He's breathing fire. He's grabbing jet fighters out of the air. But on the ground, it's the Avengers. He's going to fight Thor. A, a, a classic 1970s lineup: the Avengers. You've got uh, the Gold and Red Iron Man, classic Iron Man, Yellow Jacket, the Wasp the vision and thor with his little cap um what's interesting is that since this is um it's a licensed property uh it's probably not available at all anymore but because it's licensed with a license that i'm sure is expired uh tale is non-canonical because there is a non-canonical uh, spider-man involvement in a transformer story i think it was issue four or five during the very brief period of time when spider-man uh, had his symbiote black costume he was in the Pacific Northwest, which is where I think the trans, the trans, I was going to say the transistors, where the transistors was set, and he he webbed up Megatron. That's what I remember. I think it was on the cover of that issue. So, mm -hmm. um, and uh, again, a fun, another funny one was in a, a subsequent issue of Spider-Man that came out right around the same time. Amazing Spider-Man. It was Secret Wars two crossover. The Beyonder turned the Kingpin skyscraper to gold, and so when it collapsed, the army was shipping it off, and Peter Parker, as a reporter, was talking to a soldier on the ground and it was duke from gi joe which i thought was pretty sweet genius i genius. love it but all stuff not you marketing know, with licensing uh is is all gone so um but yeah, yeah this looks super cool i love it i would love to read this yeah there's a lot of those last issue we did rom space Ooh, 22 same thing rom is a licensed character marvel does not own rom right um same thing with micronauts Marvel doesn't own them, so uh, it would be curious to see if anything indeed interesting or unique happened in those comics, because then they'd basically they'd have to say maybe they are right. canon, and they just can't reference them or right. even talk about that. So Very why not? Interesting. But yeah, I would love to see how this, I mean, this is a powerhouse squad of Avengers, too, some of the classics. I would love to see how they, you know, use their collective abilities to take down, you know, a monster who's, you know... 30 stories taller however the hell god how big godzilla is so isn't there a godzilla king kong movie coming out this summer uh yeah it's godzilla x kong oh my god <laughs> you know, we're getting to that very exciting right. you know x is for crossover yes yeah i don't even know that we have that in our in no our, it's not this it's, yeah. is it this summer it can't be because it didn't show up in any of the research is it like we'll a november about. is it like a yeah godzilla, godzilla well, uh, and maybe it's this fall yeah even in the um the info that you have here on the flow or cause we're going to be doing our summer movie preview in the Thunderdome. Um, I don't, I don't think I see it. So I'm going to have to say no, no, the monster, no, the monster uh, movie we're getting is, is Meg two, uh, not Meg from family guys. Oh, no, nope. Godzilla X Kong, the new empire 2024. Oh, well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yes. That explains um, why it's not this year. Because I'm sure that I've seen, uh, the last couple, but I have no recollection. Anyway, somebody else who may or may not struggle with Total Recall would be our senior news correspondent, 123 years young, talking about Madam Webb down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. She's waiting to give us the goods as far as news. Uh, so let's go and see what's got going on. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. I just finished watching Hamilton, as I said. Great movie, kind of a biopic uh, dramatization of history moments. And Madam Webb, that reminds me of the off-Broadway production you did of the formal musical Taft, A Tale of a Man Buried in a Piano Case. 
Very oh. exciting. I don't know how much is true, but you know what? I'm assuming you're hoping to get your agent to get it back on Broadway. Wasn't that the uh, the line at Smithers uh, when Homer was hired as assistant and the phone rings and it's it's Burns' mother? She's 127 years old and she can only dial and yell. And Burns has never forgiven her for that affair she had with President Taft. Correct. <laughs> oh. Correct. He was a bit, Hello, he was a bit Mr. Girl. Burns. This is your mother. Yes, uh, classic Mon- lines Mon- from your, your mother, Montague. Oh, <laughs> so what do we got going on in the news this week? Oh, we have we have the death of something that used to mean a lot to all of us in media. What what's going on here? Okay, so Netflix, for those who might be very young, uh, actually started off not streaming, but shipping out discs to you in mailers. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I remember how big of a deal it was to get that service allowed. It essentially killed Blockbuster, and it was convenient. You didn't have any late fees. You just would sign up, and you'd send a, they'd send you the disc in your queue, and then when you were done with it, you could send it back. Apparently, at times, you would lose those DVDs and those mailers, but you know what? You'd eventually find them and ship them back later. Might have got charged for them. And, or you, um, could just, you, could, you could try the, the, long, the long con, the, you know, the, the scam. Be like, no, I totally sent you back this copy of Debbie Does Dallas 7. Uh, I don't know why you don't have it. <laughs> yes, and renting a TV series was hilarious because it would yeah. be like how many discs, you know, to watch a season of TV. It's like, oh, yeah, I got disc five, one. Yeah. It's got four episodes. So, right. um, oh, yeah. So, so they're they, you know, they that ser- that they still have like three million subscribers. Still, people still use it. A lot of people enjoy it for their their deep library because they have a huge library of content. So things yeah, right. that are maybe out of print. Even uh, it's, right. it's 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 interesting that uh, it's finally happening. They're killing it off. Because uh, it's been like eight dollars a month, you could get the service, and so they're they're killing it. Uh, September 29th, twenty twenty three, they will ship their last DVD. Um, I don't even know if they went to Blu rays. They might have. Um, they Redbox has obviously followed them, where you could get a uh, rent a disc at your local gas station or Target or whatever place had them. Um, so well, I assume Walgreens, they, Walgreens. That's where I always see Walgreens. It. True. Yeah. Um, and apparently, they've inquired to see if they could buy netflix's collection which i mean why not i mean what well, else are you going to do with all well, of those gonna, discs it's going to be in the netflix landfill that's where it would be if they don't yeah well next to the uh, atari et uh 2600 game that they buried in that landfill back in the or, 80s and the the famous uh bit with uh with funko and all the ones that oh they yeah that's the most recent one yeah yeah, which is it was probably a huge marketing ploy because no, you know everybody buys Funkos, but nobody buys Funkos. You go into a GameStop and there's 50 million of them. It's it's out of control. It's absolutely everybody out. has a Funko. Everybody yeah, gets a Funko. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so that's going away. But you know, RIP. And for those who don't have an option, go to your library. That's probably your best. Um, yeah, place I to get still. Now. I still picked up. We picked up two movies, both from the 70s. Um, and then I, I ordered another one from the eighties that I couldn't find streaming. I got to, th- that horrible. Uh, it, was, it was a horrible movie with Brooke Shields, the one she made when she was little, because we watched that Blue Lagoon. No, Honey Baby. Was, she, yeah. Oh God. Just because we watched her documentary the movie was horrifying. Oh. Then we got Love Story and didn't watch it because you said it was awful, and I took your word for it. And then I was talking to April about the um, early nineteen eighties movie Against All Odds, which she had never seen. With well, it's oh. James, uh, James Woods and um, uh, is uh, n- not Bo Bridges, the the one of them who's attractive, Jeff Bridges, and then Rachel Rachel Ward. 
Uh, and anyway, I hadn't seen that one for, but I was listening to the song and I was like, oh, that's, that song is from a movie. So I went to the library and I ordered it. So, you know, and our library is super close by and it's free and free is good, but my taxes pay for it. So it's not really free. Absolutely. Yeah. There Absolutely. you go. Your DVDs, your CDs, and they even have streaming content if you would right. like it. Yes. But um, we're saying goodbye to Netflix. Thank you for supplying us with with DVDs. You did your right. service, so thank you very much. You got us to the current uh, current um, place we are today. You Charlie, trivia, fun fact. What was Netflix's first streaming show? Um, it was the original. One. The, the one with uh what's his butt uh kevin i was gonna say kevin nealon no it was house a lot wasn't it house of cards yes correct yes, Mundo. We yes, and we yes. were we were on board with that and that show was in its own ways also equally horrifying but not as horrifying as that brooke shields film only do, because of the people do not see it yes do not yes, see it absolutely um, yes. um but yeah speaking of uh and we were watching this i told you just now april and i are heavy into uh succession we're almost caught up but that's on hbo max but it's not hbo max anymore so what's the deal yes uh starting in may i believe it's may 23rd if you are an active subscriber to hbo max you will be transitioned to a new new service called max uh the big change is that um if you are i guess apparently if you get um the service for free like with a phone deal through like AT&T, you're still going to get it for free until um, your next upgrade. So mm-hmm. that is one thing. But other than that, it will change. Um, okay. You will essentially have be converted to one of four options, uh, $9.99, $9.99 a month uh, or $100 a year, get you ad-supported max, uh, $15.99 or per month or $150 gets you max ad free, which is two streams and the high end. And that's called mad max ad free. And then for $20 (laughs) a month, you almost called it mad max ad free. (laughs) Sure. Why not? Uh, And for $20 a month or $200 a year for max ultimate ad free up to four concurrent streams, ultra HD, all the fun stuff. So essentially um, you don't have to do anything to keep getting HBO max. I assume if you get the standard run without ads, it's the $15. It's the same price. Yeah. So really nothing's yeah. changing for anybody <laughs> at this point. Um, and as always, if you can sign up for the year, cause you're going to save yeah. money. Right. It's, it's but cheaper. clearly the big thing is because we have, um, we're on my mom's, but it's, my, it's us. And then it's some other people and those other people are going to lose it. So sorry, other people. Um, but you 100% see where they're coming from. This is a business. They're trying to make money and you know, you can cry about it all the live long day, but um, this was always going to happen the same way that Netflix is cutting and slashing, uh, you know, on people password sharing. It's just, it's a business. They have to make money. They have to make money in order to bring you content because uh, things aren't free. The ad supported thing is never going to go away. There's some people that hate it. I know some older people and Todd, I know that you, you uh, frequent uh, those cord cutter groups just for a giggle. Uh, They were like, well, I thought I was going to subscribe to this and never have to watch another ad. Sure but it's going to cost you more money. I subscribe to everything and it costs me more than cable. Well, anything with this live, you'll yeah. have ads. Well, of course. Even Hulu, Hulu, YouTube, TV, because well, it's still broadcast that you're just getting yeah. through a, a digital right. screen. They can't just um, they, they can't just make your screen go black for two and a half minutes. Well, they could. They could just say, I've seen that on shows actually where it's just like, there's nothing there. Where it says pausing for local advertisements they, or something, which they is, do, yeah. that's exciting. 
I have that on there because we watch one local news station and it's on the stream, obviously. So they'll say, you know, waiting for commercial. Oh, they'll have their own commercials. But if it doesn't synchronize with when the show comes back on, then you just get a blue screen that says waiting for commercial content or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. And I mean, shit, we're just looking at our phones anyway or go have a whiz or you're making breakfast or something. It's no big deal. It's so, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's much ado about nothing. Um, Nobody's holding a gun to your head. Um, So you either live with the commercials or you don't. Um, so yes, I don't find this to be outrageous. I find it to be, you know, Todd, you and I are both business people. We understand that things aren't free, uh, that, you know, the, the economics of how entertainment gets made is being driven by this kind of stuff now. So it's really, it's the only way. And I, and and I, I get it. It sucks, but you can also just not have it and then go watch something, you know, and then go hone into one service. Like, you know, I, I always said for me personally, and it, and it varies from person to person, if somebody put a gun to my head, which is probably stop using that analogy, but if they did and said you can have only one service, I would 100% pick the same thing every time, which is Paramount Plus. For for what we enjoy, it's the most robust. It has all the Star Treks. It's got it's got Colbert. It's got The Daily Show. It's got, the, you, know, you know, it's got a lot of different movie content. But again, there are some people that it doesn't speak to them at all. And I totally get mm-hmm. this is the thing yeah, for them. Absolutely. Or something bundled, you know, Disney bundled with Hulu, bundled with ESPN is critical to people who enjoy that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I gotta see my morning local news or whatever. So yeah, it's it's always gonna it's always gonna cost more, but you can control it in a way that you never could with cable. Because with cable, you know, Xfinity is gonna say, here's your three hundred dollar a month bill. You know, it doesn't matter what you, and if you want, you can give us more and then we'll give you more content. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's, it's always going to be X. So anyway, I'm ranting now, Todd, I sound like you look what you've done to me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you're, airing out your grievances. That's okay. Uh, what I was going to add to this conversation is the fact that, um, while yes, the, some of the, the, the structure is a little bit different. The name is changing. There's rationale for the name changing because they said, um, they're condensing all of the things on Discovery Plus mm, into Max. Gotcha. So you're actually getting a crap ton of content, which is great because right. you're getting and stuff like, you can ignore if you don't want to. Like but if Paramount, you want to, it's great. Like, yeah, like yeah. Paramount, you know, Leviacom combined. Now, so this, you know, and I, I was I was grousing about this in the pre-roll. And I'll ask again, what the hell ever happened to Cinemax? Did they just just take them out behind the woodshed and beat them to death? Does it still exist? But, but, no, it doesn't exist. I mean, and, and oh, Cinemax okay. was essentially mostly movies, yeah, adult content as we know. Skinner and then Max. at the tail end, right. at the tail end of its career, they did a couple of like actual shows, right? But uh, I think Banshee Strike Back was another one. Not many. So those sick. actually, I think, are on HBO available now if you want to watch them. So HBO essentially gobbled them up or or whatever that content. Well, is, they were always just... they were always like a, like you get HBO, you get Cinemax free. It was just kind oh, of an extra offering, okay. Okay. but it was owned by HBO. So I mean, they gotcha. just. They just didn't find a real reason for it to live. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you will get most of this is like lifestyle entertainment. So like Food Network, things like that. So it's not everybody's uh, uh, ball of wax. So and then they right. said HBO scares, scares some people away because it is largely more adult content, more right. acclaimed. It's not like it's not, you know, junk food. So yeah. they said we want to use the name for Max because if we put HBO on there, um, HBO is not meant to carry the whole service because that's a lot to ask of HBO, which is right. critically acclaimed. And if and if you dumb right. down HBO and says, well, HBO is now everything, it, it daily takes the value of H, HBO away. It just becomes like 
uh, it takes away the the name and the and the value right. of that. So they said. So that was their rationale. I mean, I, and I I understand HBO overseas means nothing. Like it doesn't right. make sense. It's never been a thing. Yeah. Like markets HBO content on another service, but it's not even called HBO. It's like a Crave or something like that. Yeah, they have Crave. So, overseas, they have Stan. I think is the one like that. Sky is a big yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so other than that, I mean, so I I totally get it. And you know what? And it, if you get it now, you're going to get it anyways, and you'll see it's max, yeah. and you'll get it, and then we'll move on. And, and well, we'll yeah, I mean that's that yeah. happens a month from now, and I'll turn it on to watch whatever, and I'll be like, oh, it's called Max now. Oh, exactly. How, yeah. Or, or how how could I possibly care about that? So yeah. anyway, the moving, the shaking. But speaking of Paramount, well, I was going to say they did oh, announce. Yes. I mean, part of this, they did announce some new oh, stuff that's coming out oh, in the oh, service. I'll just go very quickly. Please. Yes. So they did announce there's going to be a new H- Harry Potter TV series, which every season will be a book. So, oh. um, and I know people are saying, well, wasn't that just go like Harry's Potter has been out almost 20 years as a movie. So, oh. so um, it's, it's going to be the old books. Cause I was like, where, where are the new books? I haven't heard anything. about No, no, it's, no they're just adapting. And oh. so basically it's going to allow okay. those books to breathe more. Instead of oh, two okay. hours, you're going to get X amount of content and characters yeah, that were ignored plot lines. That's going to come out. Uh, we are getting a spinoff series mm-hmm. of the big bang theory, which we've already had one. Uh, we're going to oh get another game of uh, th- we're going to get another Game of Thrones prequel called The Night of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, which is a yep. uh, uh, based on a, a short story or a, a novella um, that was out before. Yeah, we're going to get a Conjuring series, Charlie. You know, the Conjuring films. We're going to Conjuring series. I love it. Yes. Um, other than that, we're getting a new Tiny Toons Luniversity series, a Peter and the Wolf short film. Uh, we already knew about the Penguin series coming out. Yeah, uh, tr- a new True Detective. And let's see anything else. Oh, a Gremlin series and a Barbie Dreamhouse challenge. Ooh, so there you go. Very good. Uh, I assume is that a canonical Barbie Dreamhouse challenge? Never mind. It's not important. <laughs> not <laughs> important. So again, we will see that on May twenty fourth. So anyway, uh, as I was saying. Uh, in my int- infinite love for Paramount Plus, we uh, we're talking about Star Trek most of the the rest of the way here. So uh, for deeper, deeper, deeper dives, definitely listen to us over on Code Forty Seven. But we will blast through this news right now. Uh, over on Paramount Plus, they did announce uh, that Michelle Yeoh's long bandied about for almost four or five years, Section Thirty One. Uh, which is going to be a TV movie is going to be the start of Star Trek phase two. We have phases. Now we didn't have phases in the old days of Star Trek. We just had one show that rolled on to the next and we had star dates every, every uh, year in Star Trek and their timeline was a five digit number uh, that as it advanced through the season, that was the passage of time. So uh, now we have phases because this is the 21st century. We don't have star dates. Um, so yeah, Michelle Yeoh, Obviously, a very high-ticket uh, Academy Award winner. Uh, I don't know how they swung this deal, but they managed to get her uh, talked around to taking her character, known as Empress Giorgio, from the Mirror Universe, uh, who in Season 2 of Discovery had joined the shadowy Section 31, um, because it really fit her skills, because Section 31 is shady, and they do shady stuff in the name of protecting the Federation security. She got tossed into the 32nd century with the rest of the Discovery crew, at the end of season two and midway through season three uh her health was in danger uh because she had to cross too many timelines and whatever it is and uh the guardian of forever which is a classic uh, star trek MacGuffin, sent her back somewhere 
and the back somewhere is where we're going to pick up here. Um, this is awesome. Todd, I know you're a big Michelle Yeoh fan. You're a huge fan of new, uh, what people call new Trek, which is a, a slap in the face to new, you know, the, to what's going on right now. I prefer to, and, and other podcasters uh, of my ilk refer to it as a second golden age of Star Trek. Uh, and this is, this is the next evolution. Second golden age. Should we make it like, like as comics save the silver age, the golden age and modern age. So it's the modern age of Trek. This is the my so you're right because the silver age. Well, okay, does it go gold, silver, or silver gold? Well, gold is the oldest because like okay. it's the longest so that's, anniversary. So, that's, so golden, that's, gold, silver. T- yeah, because yeah, silver, yeah, like, uh, silver is like seventies and eighties. I believe yeah, so call, they yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. call it uh, call it uh, TOS, TAS, and the movies. There's your there's your silver age. Golden age would then be. TNG, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise. No, you got backwards, Charlie. Golden Age is the longest, so that's yes. like the oldest. So okay. golden, silver, Bro- yeah. modern. And so yeah, my, there you go. So we, we've broken it down in terms that you comic nerds can understand. Uh, so this will be great. I assume this is going to go in production this year, which means I feel like we could see it next year. So I'm fired up. And this is the first uh, TV movie project that has ever been done for Star Trek. We've had the short treks. Uh, which was produced during um, the, I think, second and third, maybe first and second and third seasons mm-hmm. of Discovery, one of which was dedicated to Picard. Another one was animated and was dedicated to the original series. Um, but yeah, this is the first long-form TV movie thing, and this really blows the door open for different things they can do for Star Trek. This is a TV, If this is a TV movie of this, hey, I want a TV movie where we finally get all the Voyager crew back together, or we get you know, the surviving members of DS9 together, or we just have, uh, you know, the Star Trek legacy television program, which was set up obviously by the end of season three of Picard, which we'll talk about in a minute, opens the door to a new regular TV series, but little spinoffs yeah. from that. Back to pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Back to, yeah. It could be absolutely fantastic. So this is great news. And again, when you have the cachet of such an incredible actor like Michelle Yeoh, um, it's just going to, it's just going to burgeon and help Star Trek grow. So as uh, someone who is a lifer for Star Trek uh, and a content creator and someone who, you know, swears by it up and down, this, this is fantastic news. This is awesome. Yeah. It might've been the only way they could get her anyways. And if you wanted to use her, it was going to be in this right. short recording right. session. Cause you know, it, it, when you do a series, you limit yourself from the roles you can take because, right. Oh, I've got to do this. I mean, even, when we saw, you know, you got a, you got a mustache, you got a CGI out because, no. you know, you got to be in that Mission Impossible movie. It ruined it. It ruined <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, yeah. my so goodness. This will be cool to see what they can do. Try <clears throat> yeah. some ideas, maybe, which I think is good. Not everything needs a series. Sometimes you can just do us like the like we got with Marvel with their what we call them special edition, special the, presentations. The werewolf. Yeah, because we, we got it to say the, the werewolf by night was fantastic. The Guardians one. It was OK. It's fine. It was a yeah. holiday special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It did its job. Um, it, yeah, it, it did. Uh, it sounded like yeah, like uh, Django Fed. They'll do their job. Um, mm-hmm. So th- this yeah. is very exciting. Um, and of course, in the Star Trek world, we're talking a little bit more. But we finally had a new series announced: the Starfleet Academy. I can't remember if we talked about that or maybe you talked about it last week. Well, I don't think we did. Yeah. I mean, did they? Are there any any? So I'm assuming that's probably next year, Charlie. And yeah, have they announced it, any like details on like is it going to be modern age, like the Picard era now? 
it's being produced. It will, because of the fact that they said this is Starfleet Academy open for the first time in a century. It takes place in the 32nd century because the Starfleet Academy. Oh, so it's down. taking up, it's yeah. taking off where so discovery ends. One could very easily think oh, okay. that, that Tilly will be a main character because that's Got where it. the character ended up. So yeah, that's, so that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Very cool idea. And again, the Starfleet Academy idea has been around since the early 1990s. Star Trek six was supposed to be a Starfleet Academy story. Yeah. Yeah, so that is that's wild. So yeah, there is a, a hell of a lot. I mean, we had when we did Code Forty Seven, which came out last week, we had two news stories, like new production stories, and it was the first time in a long time that there was news news beyond the yeah. regular minutia that you you know that we talk about on podcasts. So yeah, things in Star Trek are are just continuing to heat up. It is a, it's just it's a great time to be a trekker. Absolutely well, great time. It, it makes me feel like there's a way to like embrace the past the present and the future right which is so unique with a, a with with a series where there's something for everybody and i guess right. i guess it would be lower decks would be that era right lower decks would be there prodigy would be that era the era like the, of, of the of picard that, that kind of no that, no that it's more, it's it's immediately post voyager tng so about about okay. 15 20 years before picard sure yeah but still it's still of that time it's not like 32 yeah. the 32nd century or way in the past yeah. with strange new worlds so it's, yeah, you do kind of satisfy like if you like that one era less, yeah less you're than getting something from less it. than 40 years so and cool. like i said everybody is so fired up and i figure the announcement can't be that far off that we'll find out that char- the characters where they concluded at the end of Picard, which we'll talk about shortly here, will move on into their own adventures because they've really they've really teed it up. So I'm excited to talk about that. Or maybe just another maybe there'll be a movie with those characters. Who could be? I don't know. I don't know. But we we know Star Trek really, really flourishes on the small screen. But I digress. Todd. That's what I meant. TV movie. The TV yeah. movie, but yeah. let's let's move on to this next one. And again, we're still talking about Paramount Plus, <clears throat> but this one is your one of your absolute favorite. It's a, well, let's let's just let's yeah. just roll into the Strange mm. New Worlds since we're already talking. Oh, track. very good. All right. Well, yeah. Let's. <clears throat> I'm a little froggy. Excuse me. Um, yeah, you make me switch my tabs over here on Gizmodio. So, um, on June 15, we're getting season two uh, of Strange New Worlds, which was a runaway hit. Although Picard. Uh, has proven by the numbers to be the most popular of this new modern era. Um, I would I would dare say that that Strange New Worlds runs a close second, uh, picking up where Discovery season two left off. We get the adventures of uh, a recast Captain Pike, Anson Mount. I've got his hair. Uh, we have Ethan Peck as the latest person to portray Spock, and to me. He's got it nailed. Uh, it's him. It's Leonard Nimoy. And then it's this dude, as far as I'm concerned. And um, Rebecca Romaine playing the um, we didn't know anything about her to start with character of Una Chin Riley, who didn't have a name, otherwise simply known as number one. And a new cast of characters, including some legacy characters, uh, younger versions of them from the original series, such as Christine Chappell and, and Nayota Uhura. Um, awesome uh, 10 episode first season that we got last summer. I haven't met a single Trekker who hasn't loved it. We loved all over it over on Code 47. But at any rate, we got a trailer, uh, you know, a two minute trailer that just gave us a lot of um, a lot of great stuff. We got to see some OG Klingons. The Klingons look normal again. I love it. They have. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask you about that. Is it? Did I miss something on Discovery? I know because they said, "Oh, Klingons have changed over time, and maybe different different air like regions I, of of Klingons." I, asked, I have I have yeah. said this, and again, I, I feel bad because when I recorded in in the dining room, my old studio, I had a great map on the wall that showed you everything. The Klingon Empire in galactic space, the way things are mapped out, is probably twice. 
the size of the Federation. It's in the hundreds of worlds. So if you think about it that way, if the Klingon Empire is ancient and they're spread out over a gazillion different light years, you're going to get different looking Klingons from different planets. But I think I, I might know what you're talking about in Discovery. In the first season, all the Klingons were bald and they looked a certain way. In the second season, they had hair again and it was explained, well, Klingons shaved their head in times of war, which made no sense to me. <laughs> but at any rate... they always at war? <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah, they're a warrior species, so they're never not. But maybe it's a certain tiers of war. But at any rate, we see Spock, you know, drinking Klingon blood wine with what considered to be very traditional looking Klingons with the long hair part in the middle and the ridges look pretty normal. The skin doesn't look, they don't have crazy, crazy, crazy teeth. Um, so they're tilting back to a little bit more uh, standardized look could be to appease fans who knows, but this is the first appearance of Klingons um, and, and this crew interacting with Klingons at all in uh, strange worlds. The first time that we've seen them obviously since uh, season two uh, of discovery, when that crew launched off into the far future, we've not seen Klingons in the 32nd future or 32nd century. So I love it. I mean, this is, this is going to be, you know, the event of the summer for all of us diehards. Um, we also have Carol Kane, classic comedic actress, joining the crew as, uh, I'm not sure if this chief engineer, but an engineer, probably the chief engineer. Um, and she is, you know, probably owing to um, what Tignataro really brought to Discovery uh, since season two, uh, adding that mm -hmm. really sharp biting wit and I, I think it's going to be i think it's going to be great i'm sorry i don't have anything negative to say i i, I can't really be critical because again i'm i'm swallowed up by this this golden era it's really fantastic so i'm looking yeah, forward it's, to it's it's a cool show i mean that's the i mean it's probably had it's the best first season of of, of hardly any other show i could think of had a better right. first season right. uh you know and so other than that i mean it's gonna be fun to see where they go uh they're unburdened by discovery which is great they don't have right. to carry on like the burden of that like what they're doing they can just go off and have their own adventures and right. i think they've been pretty good about doing their own thing yeah and not totally. having to get hung up on the past or right. and legacy in a lot and, of ways it's been like it's overbearing and not following the um what's more prevalent in storytelling this big arc type you know like we've got 10 episodes it's one story they're very yes there are some consistent things with the characters and some some through lines like you might see in, in an older star trek show but every episode is now we're onto this planet and we're trying to keep this group of people from dying and so we're going to do this thing and that thing uh, which is great which is what i think speaks to people who are kind of diehards who really like well i gotta have it the old way because that's the only way i like to see stuff but you know that's i i have this conversation frequently and last last weekend was a great example meeting so many trekkers and talking to them well over 100 150 people probably over these three days and saying in this golden age of star trek which is now what i'll probably refer to it as you have five different shows uh now the picard even though now the picard has ended i'd lump that in there touching different eras different tones directed at different audiences to help grow the franchise which is what it's always needed to do. And, and I think you and I have talked about that, that star Wars struggles with, because a lot of it is stuck in that same 50 year period. And, and it just seems like now they're finally getting over the hump because we're getting something way in the past and uh, we're getting stuff, you know, mid range and, and, and dealing with, you know, different, you know, getting an animation and doing different stuff. So, yeah, yeah you, it's you got to diversify to grow if you know if you, you've got to you know you think about jack donaghy from 30 rock you have to innovate there where's the innovation it's the you know the spinning tray inside the microwave oven right innovate yeah. it, it's very interesting because to your point there's there's really one voice for star trek now but that person 
isn't doing everything and they're finding things that work. And I think that's what a great producer right. or sh- showrunner, I guess, or, or you know, franchise runner Master does. Hunt. They pick the yeah. right people, they move things around, they try different things, and they're not just focused on one area and yeah. they don't focus on just the same creators or the yeah. same directors, which is great because then you do get a variety of what works, what doesn't, and you can play around with where Star 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 Wars right now is it, it feels like it's very Filoni focused. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you don't like Filoni, then you're kind of crap out of luck because he right. does things a certain way and it's not for everybody. Kinda, so I like that's, just, this is Star Trek's approach. Just like George Lucas was back in the day, you know. I exactly. Mean, yeah, yeah but, we didn't get yeah, and we didn't get that like, you know, when in you know, Gene, when Gene passed away, there's some hesitance to move on. You know, you had those yeah. old guard folks, right? Yeah. Um and now it feels like the old guard is gone, but you got the people that love those things from TNG versus the original series. And right. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it's an exciting time. Yeah, and Terry Metalis, who runs Star Trek, as you you know, your point is, is a great example because he started his career as a PA on Voyager, and then he was a PA on Enterprise, and then he went on to make Twelve Monkeys and a bunch of other stuff, uh, where he's really established his own voice. But uh, it yeah. always came back to Star Trek. So anyway, yeah, it Very is cool. again hashtag great time to be a Trekker, and Absolutely. for even deeper, deeper dives with the shovel. Join us over on Code 47. We've got some great stuff coming up, by the way. And episodes 99 and 100 are going to be mega sized. Uh, we're talking about the finale of Picard, and then we have a, a 100th episode. I'm not going to spoil it. I uh, got the idea from Todd. So you might have heard the concept before, but you haven't heard the concept before because it's going to be different. Very excited. Enjoy. Well, something that if you're not a fan of Star Trek, but you might be a fan of science fiction comedy inspired by Star Trek, we're talking about. Galaxy Quest. Apparently, uh, there's been talks about Galaxy Quest. I think we've talked about it over the years that there might be a new movie. There might be something else. Well, apparently, there are real talks about putting a Galaxy Quest TV series on at Paramount Ooh, Plus. Paramount Plus. Uh, yes. Galaxy Quest came out in 1999. Great cast, basically riffing on Star Trek TOS back in the day. Right. And uh, people loved it. And 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 we've always wondered if there was going to be more there because it's really a cult film and, and it's done very well. And people... I don't know if anybody's had a bad thing to say about Galaxy Quest, but it's you know, Sam Rockwell's fantastic. It, it's funny. I had this at one of our chapter meetings a few months ago. I said what you just said, and then one person said, well, I really didn't like it. And then I turned to my wife, and she said, I wasn't really a fan either. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what are you talking Banned. about? You're out. Banned. You're out. You're sleeping on the couch. No, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't know she I, I feel like we maybe we've not rewatched it because she wasn't a fan. But again, <laughs> I okay. don't. I don't know what there's not to like. I think I think it's a hoot. I mean, it's comedy. It's played for laughs. There's a few serious moments, but it stays relatively late. There's a good message at the end too, you know. That William Shatner, William Shatner on SNL, just get a life. Why don't you? You took a little job exactly. I did a long time ago and made it into a colossal waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what they would do with it if they right. would like say, okay, what's new in Star Trek? Let's dissect that we right. did have we did have you know uh, the orville which we don't want to go back into the orville we're not gonna you know we've talked about that in the past but the orville kind of hit on tng so right. would galaxy quest be looked at like a parody of orville i, I it's it's a, it's gonna be a fine line to walk because you gotta get right. the right folks um and how do you get them involved well apparently um we do have uh mark johnson who is a film producer who's going to executive produce the show okay um and I, and I don't know. I mean, can you – and I guess Howard is going to have uh, – it's going to be based on his story. So apparently uh, – well, that's David Howard. Sorry. David Howard and Dean Paris are the guys that are now doing this. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, hopefully they would engage with Mark Johnson, who was the original producer yeah, right. of that. And if they do that, maybe they can have the best of both worlds where they can parody not just the original Star Trek, but maybe science fiction as a whole and right. broaden it a little bit. I think that could be fun. So like like Spaceballs. <laughs> kind of, yeah. You know, because yeah. you know, it's hard to nail it. And if you just do it, because I think that was at a time when the TOS was so long ago and yeah. TNG was doing its own thing that it was a good way to just kind of make fun, embrace kind of that culture, you know, the William Shatner of it with Tim yeah. Allen. Do yeah. we have it like a new generation comes in and Tim Allen's now like a, because he's not a spring chicken anymore. So I, right. I don't know what you do with it, but I, I it could be good. It's on Paramount Plus. They've had a pretty good track record of new content. Right. So I agree. Yeah, mo- most of the things, like we'll start a show here and there on other streamers and just be like, we started uh, Beef on Netflix and that just didn't really click with April. So we're like, yeah, we're good. But I feel like most things, like we watched The Offer recently, the one they made about the making of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. And again, eight or 10 episodes is great to tell the story and just be like, now we're going to move on and do something else. Uh, so yeah, I really feel like most of the things I've watched on Paramount Plus, and again, I'm very biased because I you know love the Star Trek content so much that they really tend to pull it off. Viacom is, it kind of knows what they got going on. So, um, so yeah, so I'm excited about that. I, that, that, yeah. that definitely was cool to me. I would imagine, like with most things, if this is being talked about, perhaps it'll go into production for the end of the year, and then we'll see it in 2025, probably, is the yeah. vibe I get. So we'll see. And I don't know if they'll be able to get the whole cast back to do cameos. Sigourney Weaver's still right. a big name. Uh, right. you know, Alan Rookin passed away. Sam Rockwell, right. he's become right. kind of a more of a, he does a lot of niche product projects. Right. Tony Shalhoub. I don't even know if he's still acting anymore. Oh, he's yeah. on the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is a show we'd love. Oh, that's on, on right. Yeah. That's right. He's the that's he's right. the dad. He's her dad. So yeah, that's a, that's a great that's right. show. Okay, it's well, on right now. Like and, for it. Yeah, it's on right now, and it's ending, which is a bummer because it's 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 Amy uh, Sherman Palladino uh, who did uh, Gilmore Girls, right? There you go. Yeah. So it, it's very much of that um, of that tone with the fast talking and the fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I watched exactly. I watched a couple episodes. I enjoyed it yeah. and just fell off. Yeah. Yeah. Most stuff. All right, what do we got here to take us home? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is going to be a TV series on Paramount Plus. So once again, we're oh in the Paramount God. Plus zone. Paramount, give us that. All we've talked about is you. Let's have that. And and how much uh, HBO Max sucks. So give us some money. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't do. We didn't say that about you, HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. So um, apparently, they're talking about in making an eight or an eight episode uh, series has been greenlit or officially ordered at Paramount plus um, they have the property of Dungeons and Dragons. And um, while that movie I wholly enjoyed, totally. um, it's Same not here. performed that great, but I don't think no. it was because of the quality of the film. Cause I thought overall fantasy right. comedy is hard thing to do. And I thought it's, they did it really yeah. well. Lots very- of heart. It's clearly still very niche. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely mm-hmm. an audience for that. But, you know, we had long conversations last summer about Top Gun Maverick and touching the quadrants, which mm-hmm. we, we really had to dig deep and find out that quadrants were simply men and women above and below a, se- a separate age. Which of ages, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. So, so this clearly didn't touch like men. You know, this would touch, you know, a certain male quadrant over a certain age. But for, for women, probably not overwhelmingly. 
in either yeah, quadrant. Yeah, D&D is growing yeah. for all demographics because it yeah. just seems to be finally touched. And there's a lot of series like that, that um, like Critical Role is a right. huge thing. There's a lot of Dungeon and Dragons online streaming things people are right. into. Well, um, uh, so it's touching, a, it's, it's touching a younger demographic now, which is good. I know that uh, uh, Missy uh, Merchant uh, runs a D&D group and, and Kay is a member and a couple of other friends. They do it every Monday. So yeah. it, it, it definitely is. And I've, I've met a lot of people just in the last few years that are definitely into D&D. But yeah, it's not overwhelming. It's not like, you know, NFL football where it's like Monday no. night, Monday night D&D. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't really stretch across. So um, do you think something like this? I mean, in the movie was it was bombastic. It was great. A lot of great visuals. Yeah. You know, and if you a lot if of good you, performances, if you compare it, contrast to the the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which I just I mean, it didn't really click with me. Do you think this stands a better chance of being something that's going to click or I mean, what do you think? Well, good question because Lord of the Rings, I think people have a specific mindset of what it is. It's the Peter right. Jackson films. Yeah. I think that the people are like, well, what else could it be? I think right. people had that with game of Thrones too. And then we got, um, you know, we got house of dragons, which people really resonated again because right. they like that world and the way they build it and the way the characters are. It's like a specific, uh, feel and tone that I think just works. Yeah. regardless of just it has to be specific characters right now this series though it's going to be interesting because there's a very popular character in Dungeons and dragons his name is drist um and he is a dark elf and he's of very course. popular he's, but he's very like he's almost like the wolverine of the Dun Dungeons and dragons era like an anti-hero uh a, a solo guy just does adventures kind of like you assume he's going to eventually do the right thing, but he might mm -hmm. do some pretty bad things along the way. Um, so apparently it looks like that where they may, they may focus on that character. And the cool part is um, Drew Cav Cravello um, is going to be behind this and he's been involved in Deadpool and X-Men first class. Two nice. things I really like. Sure. So um, Deadpool comedic uh, yeah. and then X-Men first class, I think did a great job of, uh, taking those heritage X-Men characters and making them feel fresh after we get right. the crappy Fox films. Right. Um, well, these were still Fox films, but yes, that, that first, that first. Well, well yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Brian Singer's uh, movies, apparently. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'd call them. Yeah. So this, this could be very well done. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll be curious to see if this does find an audience, but you know, a TV series might be easier to adapt because you can watch an episode. Do you like it? Try it out. Come back to it versus right. a movie. Am I going to spend eight dollars on that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a bridge too far for too many people. You're right. Well, it's investment. Well, and then really, if you look at an investment of time, because time is money, it's it's you know forty two minutes or whatever versus you know. You got to schedule it too. Yeah. Like, are we gonna? What are we gonna do this weekend? Oh, I don't know. Well, if we go to this, and yeah. going to a movie is more of a scheduling nightmare than most people realize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although we got this other thing, you know, thank God for Google Calendar. So, exactly. again, something being produced that I would imagine we will see in in twenty twenty five. So, well, cool. That is it for the news. We must leave Madam Web behind, uh, and we got to get out that feeble Uber app, that Fuber app. Time to get down to Skugtown, Nastyville, the Geek Easy awaits, where we talk about what we're watching and reading this week. Let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are getting our nerd on. This week, it's Charlie and I watched both the same things. So we're going to kick it off with Picard series finale. 
And we will keep it somewhat abbreviated because uh, when you listen to this on Tuesday, the following Monday, will be a long blowout episode of Code 47. It'll be myself and, of course, Jen and Peter, but joined, uh, excuse me, uh, Kay and Peter, joined by our friend Jen Watson, who's been on with us a lot, <laughs> the Chicago Trekker. Um, so you, you'll hear, and then we'll do a little series wrap-up about that as well. So definitely tune in, available the Monday after you're listening to this on Tuesday. So, Todd, you have been one of the staunchest supporters of this new golden age of star trek and star trek picard has been rough i will simply say season yep. one was uh, iffy i'll call it kind of a maybe a c minus um where season two is a straight f f f f minus and we've talked about that a lot don't need to see anymore this yep. season was a was a star it was a star you know f- for a series that um really got robbed uh, when they ended their TV run in Nemesis of 2002 with an absolutely dreadful film that I, very few people care for, and we've talked about it on our show as well and broken it down. Um, this really gave us some twists and turns that, that I didn't see coming. The, the ultimate, you know, and it had to do with the Borg because the Borg, had been, the Borg were part of season one. They were sort of a part of season two. It was kind of weird. Um, but then, yeah, we got a combination of the Changelings from Deep Space Nine uh, and uh, the last surviving... Borg, which was the the Borg who got decimated at the end of in the last episode of Star Trek Voyager, the one who got that virus, and she was the last surviving Borg, and she ended up, you know, stuck in the the gas cloud of Jupiter. That's where their, her little cube lived, and um, through manipulating uh, rogue changelings, she managed to create this transporter program that made it so that any Starfleet personnel over the age of under the age of twenty five would be Borgified, but they would be controlled by a biological implant that Jack, Picard's son, who we find out throughout the series, uh, inherited uh, from Picard, actually killed Picard, and though we know Picard is a, he's a bot in this. Sorry, now, now, now I'm making it up again. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to recap the, the whole deal, but this last episode was absolutely friggin' spectacular. It was, it was wish fulfillment that still delivered a punch. Because everything that you saw in there, every character had a moment, and they ended this series with the exact same visual that they ended Star Trek Next Generation with, with the, the circular pulling out of, of them playing cards at the end of it. And it was funny, I was I was having breakfast with our college roommate, John, uh, in Detroit, because he was visiting family. And he's not a Star Trek guy, but this was, this was the same morning it came out. It was last Thursday morning. And I said, it was great. Everybody lived. And he said, that reminds me of, there was a, something from Doctor Who where he said, it's great, everybody lives in this reference. But yeah, you're walking into this thinking, especially since we you know lost the, the mm-hmm. character of uh, Captain Shaw, who was captain of the, I was going to say the captain of the Titanic. He's captain of the Titan, uh, which was the show that we, uh, the, the ship that we spent this season on. Uh, he died in a firefight with these Borg. And, uh, but he was, the, he, and then one of the other crew members got killed or in the, the previous episode, one of the bridge actors. But all of our people lived. And at the end of it, everybody got a direction to go in. Uh, including we get to find out that Tuvok's still alive, which was nice because we thought he maybe got killed by the changelings because he showed up as a changeling earlier in the season. He was in, um, he was in a trunk of uh, Dopenfurs. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, that exact scene from Dolomite. He got thrown thrown into the trunk. He was able to, and it's weird how he was able to promote seven to the rank of captain when he was captain. I, Hollow I official. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's. I have this note from Admiral Janeway who couldn't be here because they just we kept holding out to see if Kate McGrew would show up and she didn't. She didn't. They brought back Elizabeth Dennehy's character from TNG in order to kill mm-hmm. her off the yep. same way they did with Michelle Forbes as Roe, brought her back so they could kill her off. But again, they say nobody, nobody, no death. Um, but this was um, I have said to people over the last you know five or six days since this comes out, I think this is the single best installment um, of Star Trek we've had in the tw- last 20 years, in my opinion. Oh, really? Oh, you know, that's high regard. And yeah. I know, and I know that um, when we talk about it, uh, when we record on uh, Sunday of next week, in order to publish uh, the uh, code 47, the following Monday, I know that there are some varying opinions of that. I don't think Peter really mm-hmm. loved it, but I don't want to speak for him. Uh, sure. I'm interested to hear what he said to say, but no, Jen Watson, who's a cosplayer I've worked with, and she's also, uh, we've done some photo shoots together and, uh, and she's, she lives in Chicago area, reached out to me and said, hey, boy, if you want to talk about that last time of Picard, I've got thoughts. And I said, we will add you Beautiful. in. We'll have a little, little our little force because we we've done we've done four. We're gonna be doing five people when we do our hundredth episode, which I think is gonna mm-hmm. be wild. But it's gonna be fun. Cool. I'm really looking forward to it. So as a um, as a another trekker, what did you think? What, what was your vibe? You know, you, you already talked about the first two seasons of Picard, which yes, uh, I think they failed, and I think this delivered what most fans wanted. They wanted to get all of their favorites back together again right. and have What's, one last big adventure. What and Star, they delivered yeah. that. Which and they Star Wars, that. yeah, like Star Wars didn't do. They didn't give us Han, yeah. Luke, and Leia. They just didn't, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think where I felt like I wish they'd done a little bit more with, because we got Seven of Nine, who was a Voyager character. So we had yeah. good representation there. And yeah, I, yes, I know Worf was on DS9, but he was primarily a... I, right. I think we needed a good representation of DS9. I think that got the short yeah. trip because for me, DS9, I think was the pinnacle for Trek for a long time. No doubt. Right. And no. Trek, and it's like, I right. feel like they've gotten the shorter trip. Right. So it's like, we've got, why no- couldn't they have gotten like Julian Bashir or, right. you know, Garrick. someone else yeah. or even chief O'Brien. Well, who, you know, he played that, both but, sides. But that would be the same. Yeah. It'd be the same problem as Worf. True. And True. Worf is, um, by the numbers, the uh, the character we've seen the most because he was on seven sure. seasons of TNG, four movies, and three seasons of DS, four yeah. seasons of DS Nine. So yeah. yeah, he's the guy we've seen the most of, and now we've seen him on ten episodes of this or nine episodes of this. So. Yeah, but I, yeah mean, I guess I, we get a nod to Odo, which was kind of like right. <laughs> hushed but not really mentioned which for it was a nice and that, that's what i think this year this this season right. did very well it really made people feel good about the characters they loved right and i think is this is the best that these characters spotlight they've been given to actually have emotions right and just really i think when we talk about new track i think new track is all about bringing out different parts that right. were not present in past <clears throat> Trek, right. but also illuminating those Trek parts that we loved. And I think this did right. a great job of it. Most of the new characters have died throughout the season. Like we right. had, or, or we're left left and say, Oh, go away. We don't, we don't need you anymore. Except yeah. for Rafi. Rafi's kind of like the mainstay. Right. Um, and we didn't get to see um, Guinan. She was mentioned again, but we didn't get to yeah, see her. She got, yeah, yeah, in the, that last scene, LeVar Burton say, well, Guinan's been giving us a dirty eye. I'm like, why doesn't she just come over and have a drink with us? It was just, it was dumb. But where's oh, the dirty eye? We didn't see her dirty yeah, eye. I know you can see it reflected <laughs> in a mirror. Um, little tidbit that always annoyed me about Guinan, and I just watched this episode of Voyager uh, for the segment we're doing for this next mm-hmm. one, um, where Janeway mentions when they when Voyager ends up back in 1996, because they're on a mission, you've seen 
did the one with Ed Bigley Jr. and it's a two-parter. She makes mentions of the fact that Southern California, Los Angeles was lost in an earthquake in the year 2047. Yet in Picard, they raised it back up again and built a bar. I mean, I don't, you know what? It's Star Trek. It's okay. They can do it. <clears throat> Why not? Why not, Charlie? It's, it's, it works. It works. We, we don't need to know about that, right? That's okay. Um, now, um, it, is, it is interesting that this was the first, as far as I know, post-credit scene we've gotten in Star Trek. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm not aware of it. But once again, somebody thought it was dead. Apparently not. Just playing right. this all for laughs and bringing that back. So right. to your point, will we see more of this era of Star Trek plus some of this cast? Without a doubt. I think it would be cool. Yeah, I think um, that there is a very strong vibe that we want to see. Because again, that last scene was... Jack Crusher, who's joined Starfleet. I don't know. I didn't get the sense of he changed. Maybe he took his father's name, so maybe he's Jack Picard now. No idea. Could be. Doesn't have name tapes. There's no name yeah. tapes in yeah, space. There's no name, which is not, yeah, which is not the way it is in the in the in the United States yeah. military. Um, so but yeah, it was John Delancey who I got to I got to meet and spend time with on the cruise. What a cool guy. Uh came back as Q. Q supposedly died last season, but he like said, Oh, I'd hoped uh, you know, that you'd gotten smarter in a generation and not think so linearly linearly. So the Q's can't the Q can't really die. Could have been Q from like twenty <laughs> years earlier. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um uh, what was the last question I had? I think I had one more question, but I don't remember it. I'm sure I'll forget about it and remember it later. But it's excellent, okay. excellent very, redemption arc. Very happy. Very cool. Well. Yeah. And, you know, now we've got, uh, we're going to get fillers of other Star Trek shows coming in with Academy, something right. else. So it's a good balance of killing yeah. something before it gets old in the tooth right. and trying some new things. Move on and do that. So uh, speaking of old in the tooth and maybe not moving on, we have to talk about the Mandalorian. Now, we are doing a big blowout about this uh, on Holocron, which we are recording uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, So you'll hear it the Wednesday after the Tuesday this comes out. Now, that'll be Mark, myself, Kay, and Missy. So it'll be a four-pack. And a deeper dive. Yeah. yeah and, so, a much, and you're going to get my opinion, dive. which is the most important one. Right now. So, Todd, um, you, are a, you are a well-known Star Wars critic, which is certainly you're right uh i'm gonna let you talk so talk to me about mandalorian season three season three finale um this was an awkward season um after the highs and excitement of season two then the lows of boba fett with a couple cool mandalorian episodes when you're mixed this season i kind of felt like it should have been called the mandalorians they should have just put an s at the end and called it the mandalorians because that's kind of what it turned into this season but I felt a lot of this could have been compressed. The, and the, the Mandoborian is what I think our friend John started calling it. Because yeah, it, yeah, it, it just it just wasn't. You're right. It was a it was an uneven roller coaster. Dip to the side, come back. Um, yeah, I understand. It, yeah, and, and I, I think there were some decent standalone episodes. Um, a lot of it felt like um, it was it was fetch quest. Uh, we got a lot of that. Totally get it. Um, Which is, but it didn't feel like it's what they've done all along, though. There were fetch quests in season one. Fetch I guess, but these were just less, less interesting. It's like, yeah, oh, you yeah. have to redeem yourself in the water. I'm like, okay, he did it. Yeah, and, let's, and he did it in the first step. And you did oh. it. You are redeemed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then they go back, and then the armor's like, uh, okay, Bo-Katan, you're with us. But now I want you to take your helmet off. So it's like, am I being punked? What's going on here with this no, deal? <laughs> I, I, I get it. Um, but it is – I am curious to see if this is truly like the end of the series 
and they're going to continue it with their the big Filoni movie. Uh, you know, Is, are right. we going to get the Galaxy Rangers adventures with Boba Fett that going sounds, on that little side like, projects? It sounds like Paw Patrol, the Galaxy Rangers. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was an old TV series, old cartoon. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Wh- what? Remember that? Oh, well, was, yeah. Was, wasn't it like it was like Space uh, Cowboys? Space Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. And it was. Yeah. I think Mar- Marvel did a comic of it. It was in Star Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool yeah but um i it was funny i published a an article i think i shared it in our discord that said mandalorian definitely coming back for season four and you read the body of it and said it hasn't yet been announced if it's coming back for season four i'm like this was this was one of the rate this was like cbr or something i usually use this isn't we got this covered covered or um a giant freaking robot which the other big click one <laughs> our reliable sources tell us oh there's there's a lot of bad ones out there yeah and, and you can already tell that some have like political bents too which are just yeah. horrible too it's like oh right. don't do oh, that oh um, it's so woke <laughs> yeah now one thing i do say that um after seeing andor i have a different perspective on how most star wars is written yeah and acted andor man they're writing their ass off and they're acting their office ass off in this series, man, I don't know if Favreau needs to go back to writing school or something. Everybody in, in this is sh- so flat and just hmm. static and cardboard. And it's like, is it just me? Does it feel like when they talk, it just seems like it's written like this and the acting isn't very good. And it just, I mean, like, maybe that just feels just, kind of, kind of, ugh. If you think yeah, it just feels to- off. If you think back to Papa George and what things sounded like in particular in the sequel trilogy, maybe that's just how those people talk. I don't know. Maybe they're all just very wooden. Like, you know, the way Bo-Katan talks is like, I'm like, that's not what Katie said. That's not what Starbucks sounded like. You know, so it's that's not her level. And, you know, you had Jack Black on and he was being ridiculous, but that was Jack Black. And, you know, Mando sounds the same as as he's always sounded. So I don't know. I guess it just comes out to me more. (laughs) I just now notice it more and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is kind of boring dialogue and there's yeah. not a lot of emotion or heart. At times you get it. Like I did get that one point where Grogu was getting essentially the, the what is it? The, the um, Praetorian guard was taken yeah. away. I'm like, that was the first time I actually felt there was some risk, something bad happening. Right. The rest right. of the time I'm like, yeah, they'll get out of it. It'll, it'll be, be exciting. It'll be, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll jump the general Lee over it and it'll be fine. Then they'll go back and yeah. And so it ends that, yeah, Mando, uh, does settle down on uh, Apollo Creed's planet, and he has a little cabin, and he's sitting, you know, there with his feet up. He takes the he takes the job that they got took away from Cara Dune, uh, because of reasons, and he's sitting there with his feet up, and Grogu is out by the pond, you know, torturing a frog, which is great. The kid the kid's gonna grow up to be a psychopath. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so we won't animals. see them at least if they do get another season. Two years from now, we'll see them again in 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's going to be post Ahsoka. And then are right. we getting something else? We're not getting, there's no Book of Boba Fett season no, announced. No. And well, we got Andor season two. Yes. Which, which but that's not tied into this like Mando no, no, not at all. thing. Oh, so, no, no. I think it's just Ahsoka. Then, yeah, maybe Mando again. And then into this film that they announced itself. Yeah. Because I mean, with Ahsoka coming out, this year as well it's like yeah there's gonna be a gap where nothing is coming out from well, that time frame because we had uh, both last year to yeah. fill the gap yeah you're right no you're right then it's just going to really rely on um the the alkalite uh another season of bad batch um there's the tales of the jedi which comes back oh, and so maybe it's that uh, the show with uh 
I'm blanking on his name. Jude Law. The Jude Law show. Yes. Yeah. But again, yes, it's the, oh, and, yeah. But, but yeah, and that is set in this time period. So there you go. Yeah. So maybe that'll okay, generate so that, some that'll characters. That'll fill the gap. Yeah. yeah that'll that'll fill gen- okay. generate cool. some characters that might show up in the the. Then Boba Fett right can show up in a cameo in the movie and say, "Hey guys," and then he'll walk be, away. He'll be Poochie. I have to go back to my home planet. Yeah. So, you know, not, I mean, I still like that world. I still like their adventures. Um, But yeah, definitely clunky. When you see a lot of Mandalorians together, like shooting at a lake, I don't want more of that. It looks so dumb. That's the dumbest thing in the world. And a lot of Mandalorians don't look that cool. Once you start putting their color schemes together, it's like they just gave up. So, yeah, the color scheme is like, well, I'm going to be red and black and brown and and a, di- a different kind of brown and a different kind of red. And yeah, exactly. They're like the worst all- Iron Man configurations. Yeah, it's just the, the paint is all really chipped. So anyway, all right. Well, um, yeah, so those were the two big finales that, that kept off uh, kept off last week. So that's the, the end of one and the, the tentative end of another. So then we forage on into the summer. Uh, Star Trek next. Obviously, we have Strange New Worlds, which we'll have in June. And then for Star Wars, we have Ahsoka, which will be on in August. So hopefully those will... Uh, I, I'm ex- I'm equally excited for both of them. Ahsoka, we got a trailer for that, obviously, Celebration, which we talked yeah, about. Yeah, me too. Yet. So that'll be good. All right. Well, that wraps up the Geek Easy. Todd, time to stiff the waiter yet again because I'm pretty sure he spit in my drink. And uh, I don't know what this burger is made out of, but it's not meat. Uh, but it's time to get out that Air Qantas app. We are due down in the land down under. The Thunderdome awaits. And it's summertime, baby. Got to talk about some movies. Let's go. Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're talking about the summer movies that are coming this year. Uh, this is uh, summer. We are officially redeeming it as uh, May 5th through September 4th or 5th. Sure. Uh, basically, when Labor Day ends. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason May 5th is selected is because Guardians of the Galaxy is yes. essentially close enough to call it summer. Right. So um, we also are doing our summer movie wager with our Discord group, and also we have our private one with Charlie, myself, and John Sear. Mm-hmm. And um, last year was hard. This year is going to be even harder because charlie this summer is packed it's tough yeah i mean right from the jump um you've got huge franchise installments uh from marvel guardians of the galaxy marvel films the ant-man film i thought i didn't get a chance to share with this i heard on a podcast did not come close to making its money back it was the lowest performing marvel film I don't necessarily know of all, but certainly in many, many years. It was a flop. Well, without a COVID uh, excuse. Yeah, I, I think it actually went beyond that if you, if they cranked the numbers on it. Mm. Um, so my my point is is that Marvel's not in a great spot right now with films. They had a they had a string of films that were indestructible, and then after Endgame, they they just haven't. You know, so but you know, you're getting the wrap up of the Guardians of the Galaxy series, which is phenomenally popular. It was the one that came. You know, Marvel took this. Remember the SNL sketch where like now Marvel's making a movie about this office chair, and it was a huge hit. You know what I mean? So that's what Guardians mm-hmm. was. So yeah. Um, I love the trailer. I have high hopes, but yeah, it's going to be packed with, you know, moments of sadness and dead characters and whatever. So I'm on board for it, but I'm, I'm skeptical of where it's going to end up in, in my rankings, you know, cause I thought, oh, this could be a gazillion, whatever. But, you know, with that, and then particularly, you know, some of the other um, sequels that we're going to talk about, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I think this will be highly entertaining. 
I think it will because it's James Gunn. It's consistent. Those mm-hmm. movies are always uh, they they have a good uh, energy plus also emotion. So I think yeah. I think people will be excited about this. I think maybe the having the holiday uh, the holiday special might have been Pumped the wrong. Uh, they, it should have maybe. And I mean, I know why they had to do it because not everybody may not survive. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't do it exactly after. So. Um, but yeah, maybe it's a little too much because maybe it's like, oh, I just saw those characters. I don't need to see them again. Right. We'll right, right, right. So we'll see. Well, yeah. one, one, one group of characters nobody ever gets tired of is the Fast and the Furious characters. We're back for Fast 10 Your Seatbelts. That's right. And Charlie, you've already broken our rules. I said I would do the next one. Oh, but I, could, I just couldn't <laughs> help it. I couldn't not do Fast 10 Your Seatbelts. Okay, right, you get ahead. these two, I'll get the next two. All right, fine. Yes, Fast 10 Your Seatbelts. We got Jason Momoa being retconned as a villain from what was the one you watched number five five it was five where they dragged the the safe through the street is that the first movie where they just got rid of the furious and just became fast something i, I you're the fast one who watched you're, you're, fast you're, five, fast you're, you're the one you're the one who watched they didn't it. say fast forward they could have done fast forward charlie four oh, back forward. Then, yeah and they yeah have done that but yeah letting go of uh fast 10 your seat belts for this one is a big mistake so and i know they've already announced the sequel to these movies are are mon- demons for money so i may have to look long and hard about if this is going to be in the top three because i don't know if i have it there right now they've been declining uh yeah box office yeah i mean i would have to i would have to look i know i have all of our stats from last year so i'd be curious to see how that last one where it where it landed i'd be curious but anyway we'll find out all right take it away and quality doesn't really matter because they do but even then the director that has been most synonymous with these films just justin lynn he left And right. they brought in the guy that made the transporter. So uh, buyer beware. Thank God you did um, Transformers. All right, what's next? Yeah, so uh, we've got two throwbacks. Uh, May 19th, White Man Can't Jump. Well, this is coming to Hulu. So we can oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, stick yeah. with the movie. Stick with the movie. Exactly. I don't know why they put that in there. So May 26th, The Little Mermaid, Charlie. Live action. Disney has gone back to the well. Now, I think this is their fourth I just, live I, action remake. I just, um, I they've know, I done just really, really well. So I can see why Disney is doing that. And that's why. Uh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid is almost 30 years old, I guess, at this point. Yeah, so yeah. sure. Um, I just don't know what it's going to bring to the table. Um, But, you know, little kids might really enjoy this. And people that love The Little Mermaid might be excited to revisit with a new take. Right. Right, right, right. All right. Um, Yeah. So uh, the real next movie, though, June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Apparently, this originally was supposed to be Across Spider-Verse Part 1. They got rid of the Part 1 because apparently when you put a part on something, it diminishes audience intention. They might not go to it because they're like, I don't even know if I want to see two. Exactly. It doesn't end. So they they were smart. They just made it Across the Spider-Verse. Everyone loved the first movie. It was kind of a sleeper hit. And I think this one's going to be huge. I cannot wait. And Same. they're just going deeper and deeper into the Spider-Verse. And I love it. And, and I know I can't pan, but that is a huge part of my figure collection you see behind me is spider spider beings. And I have, when I moved into my new studio, which has a drop ceiling here in my basement, uh, I'm able to put little webs in between. So I have, I don't know how much you can see looking, but you can see some of my spider people swinging from the ceiling. And I love that I have the spider Rex over here and I just added the watcher. So I, I like having fun with my backdrop. So anyway, I'm a spider verse guy fired up for this. Not so sure how I feel about June 9's transformers rise of the beast. Now this is spinning off of bumblebee, right? So it's not the class. I don't think anybody knows at this yeah, point. It's not the classically offensive, gross, like, 
Bay formers that were just no, know, no Michael Bay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I li- I liked Bumblebee. And wasn't there another one in between Bumblebee or or is it just nope. been Bumblebee? Yeah. Last so, night and then Bumblebee. Okay. All right. Nothing here. It's set in the '90s, so it spun off of Bumblebee ten years later. Sure. There you go. Um. So that'd be cool. Um. Look forward to that. Todd, you're a Transformers guy. Like I'm a GI Joe guy. GI Joe not being a success story on films, but Transformers at least making some money, even if it's not good. You know what? I did enjoy Bumblebee. I, I half enjoyed some of the first Transformers movie. Everything else there, it's just it's just Bay movies over the top. This trash. one, if I think you know the character designs are a big thing for a lot of people. They aren't bad. Um, they're not great, but they're not bad either. They're not as good as I think is Bumblebee when we saw Prime on on Cybertron. But yeah. you know what? I don't know. They could overcumber this with a crappy story, bringing some some Transformers characters you never heard of. Or it could really be bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And Pete Davidson apparently is the the main robot, which I believe is Jazz. Wait, no, it's actually not Jazz. I think I think he's Mirage. I think he. It's Mirage, but he's he's Jazz though. It's funny because he is a he's Jazz's uh, uh, vehicle mode. But it's Mirage, which Mirage was F one okay. uh, character, uh, a car. So you know what? Okay. I'm not going to geek out about it. It's okay. I hope it's good. I'll wait for reviews. Right, dial but it I may down. see it anyways. Right, right, right. Okay, June 16 is Elemental. This is a Pixar film. Um, I don't know that I watched the trailer. The blurb doesn't really tell us anything. Um, but uh, yeah, it says looks adorable, but will end up on disney plus so i don't know is that the you know i think feel like we talked about this in the past is that the real danger with these streamers that that drop in like and then three months from now you can see it on disney plus that people just don't care and so maybe maybe that's what killed you know the the life of pets or whatever or or maybe the or not the the uh, the superhero pets the one that i really i enjoyed it but it was it was a it was a dud and like lightyear was a dud you know what i mean so yeah i i think pixar uh, disney's been unkind to pixar by just dumping their movies on disney plus right away so this is the first time that we're getting a pixar movie not direct to <laughs> disney plus in Very a long smart. time right. um so hopefully it works for them and it redeems some because pixar typically does really good films and this looks like it's right back in their wheelhouse where we've got elements we've got water and fire and 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 they're they're personified uh in a certain way so this one could be really cute i don't know um it's coming at a good time june 16th you know right. not a lot of i mean it is following spider-verse but it's still right in the middle of summer so parents are always right. looking for something cute to take their kids to i think it could do well but we'll see Gotcha. All right. Let's leapfrog over the blackening and go to Do you know about this movie, Charlie? The blackening, <laughs> no, by the no, way. Go okay. ahead. It looks really cool. It's about it's basically it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek modern horror movie about um call it six black people oh in a cabin, and they're kind of going with the trope of, well, doesn't the black character all die? Always oh, die. No. Oh god. And so they're playing with it. So I think this is gonna be a very clever and smart film. And this could be a surprise it. hit. Yeah, I think it looks it looks it, based on what I'm seeing the cast. I don't yeah. know many of them, no. but um, it well, could be a good return to like that witty horror that we don't always you'll, see. You'll have to put it as your uh, as your uh, your dark horse on your bracket if you really think it's going to do so well. <laughs> well, I don't know if it'll do anything. I mean, it might yeah. make sixty million dollars, but it might might be right. with horror. You don't got to make a money a lot of money yeah. to do it's well. Yeah, but you do to get on the bracket, but. This is this one's me. Um, 
the movie of the summer for me is going to be Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I know that my claim that the movie of the summer last year was going to be Thor, Love and Thunder, and oh boy, was I wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, Indiana, Indiana Jones is in my DNA. Uh, it's always been one of my strongest franchises. I've been terrified about this film from the jump. The same way I was terrified about Picard season three, and look how that turned out for us. But this is exciting. Todd, I don't know. I know we were talking about, hey, how did the last film do back in 2008? You said you really thought it did great, uh, but yeah, uh, it made three hundred and seventeen domestic, seven hundred eighty-six million uh, global. Oh, gotcha. So I, I think uh, I think there's a lot of hype, a lot of excitement uh, around this, uh, and this really is the last go because they're like, and we're going to do a TV series now. Again, most people probably that doesn't hit their radar. Most people are just like, oh my god, I loved Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford isn't dead, and he's still punching Nazis in the face because all the best indie movies he was punching nazis in the face so you know what this is going to be a slam dunk uh i'm excited about this so yeah um and then we come to the next one todd this is you that we were both kind of like what's it gonna do yeah barbie uh this movie is trying to do like a brady bunch slash lego movie yeah. Uh, a situation where yeah. toys don't realize that they are real and then they get into the real world or sometime break the convention and play right. around with the tropes of Barbie. Um, Barbie, like Lego uh, and other things like that, have a long history. And Barbie's been around one of the longest existing toy franchises in history before G.I. Joe. So every every person that's liked Barbie is anywhere from age like two to potentially 80 years old. So <laughs> I mean, Talk this could be touch, a big touching the quadrants. My God, this could be good. The problem is this does have some adult humor in it. Yeah, um, yeah. And in the meta, this could fall apart. Greta Gerwig, I believe is the director for this. So it's yeah, a good director, right. yeah, but, but might but, be but, too smart for its own good. I yeah, don't know. That is uh, yeah, because she is, she's a smarty pants director and that's, she really is a little bit more, a little bit more artsy than fartsy. And they, they, yeah, that could pigeon pigeonhole this because it's a summertime film. So, um, all right, July 28. And I just saw a trailer for this in front of Renfield, which we went and saw the other night. And I, I figured I'd seen it before. It's haunted mansion, Disney's latest attack. Uh, on the bo- attack on the box office, uh, latest attempt to, and this is really revitalizing. Now, jog my memory. Was this an old movie? Is this a ride at one of the Disney parks? It's something like that, right? It's it. It was a ride, and then okay. it was also part of the Murphy Eddie Murphy era oh, of yeah, yeah, family yeah, yeah, properties, yeah. where he did it, and it was not good. It came out at Thanksgiving. Uh, like 2004 or 2003. Uh, so definitely yeah. after Pluto Nash, when his career was really dead. <laughs> Pretty much. He'd been clumped out, and I don't yeah. know if he played any other characters. But, I mean, this has got uh, – it looks like the cast is decent. It looks like it could be fun. It's that – I don't know why this isn't coming out in October, though. Yeah. It, it would probably make more sense doing that. Danny DeVito's in this. Um yeah, I, I, it, it could hit the right spot for kids. Kids like being scared every once in a while. It's probably right. PG. Right. I don't know. I, I, I think this could be, once again, could be in the top five, could yeah. be nowhere to be seen. Yeah, I, I think I, I have it in the lower half of my kind of initial bracket. But Todd, am I reading this right? Is that the 
end of big summer movies because there's two no, things it coming can't out be. it can't no. be yeah because it's you missing know. some it's it's definitely missing some yeah. so i'm gonna go back to this little we got like a little cutout too of okay. uh on on the dock and what we missed is the flash so oh, flash goodness. is coming okay. out yeah. uh in july i believe okay. let me go back to my other link that hold has on, hold on. everything yeah. on it i'm scrolling too so let's see here oh there we go fast x and da 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 little mermaid um spider-man transformer yeah, into may oh, the, yeah. yeah the flash flash of june 16 wow i can't believe they left that one out uh yep the flash and the flash is the other one that i'm really very uncertain about because so much controversy uh with ezra miller and all his crazy behavior in the last two years while this film was being made plus uh the fact that the last two dc movies have just just taken a grogan at the box office it's just it's been bad shazam was bad and shazam was enjoyable but it did poorly and then yeah black adam let's just not even talk about black adam absolutely got awful couldn't stand it um and 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 people spoke with their wallets they really disliked it um the you know the rock left his uh his uh self-anointed position as king of dc um so yeah dc dc's in bad shape now this trailer looks pretty exciting and we are getting Michael Keaton back as Batman, which to people of our ilk, Todd, you know, I was a teenager, you were a teenager in the summer of 89 when that movie came out, and it was everything to kids like us. So I think that stands a good chance of saving this movie, but still I'm like, is it going to be bigger than Guardians? Is it going to be bigger than Indy? I just, I, I don't think it's going to be bigger than those two films. Well, opinion. it's got two weeks on its own, essentially. It's, I mean, yeah. Transformers comes out the week before it. Right. Spider-Verse is a week before that. So yeah. I think there's enough room to breathe where it can make good money. Um, gotcha. And, you know, be the, be the movie that's good. And, and everything, the only thing, Charlie, I would say, everyone from Hollywood, um, last year, Tom Cruise bought Top Gun to CinemaCon or whatever it's called. And you only do that when you have a movie you think is going to be batshit crazy. And guess what? That movie is batshit crazy. Tom Cruise yeah. saw this movie and said, Flash is awesome. Everybody else has said, this is one of the best superhero films of all time. Okay. So okay. there's no reason people have to say that, considering right. how much you know we they don't need to because you could just leave DC movies alone and go on. So I, I think this one could be like the surprise darling where it, like it's regardless of the Flash drama, which only people in the know know about, like Ezra right. Miller. Right. And nobody else gives two crap about it. If it's Batman right. doing cool stuff and it looks neat and delivers and it sounds like the movie itself might be good. Yeah. That's all that matters. Top five. Yeah. I think this I yeah. don't think it gets higher than like top five. Like or sorry, yeah. like higher higher than like maybe three top or three. four. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's it, it is in my top five in my initial bracket. But again, I gotta yeah. drill down and do a little bit more yeah. analysis. And then we missed um Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning part one. Now it's interesting, this is a part one, which as you yes. said is easier to be avoided, but this is a franchise. We watched the first one last night because we we were we were on a little bit of a Tom Cruise kick because we watched Risky Business, which I've not seen in forever because it's on HBO Max. Then I'm like, I really want to watch. Uh, uh, we watched uh, A Few Good Men, which I'd not seen in forever, but it was one of that's one of my top ten favorite films. But I'd not seen it in many years, and so then April's like, Why don't we just start the Mission Impossible movies again? And I'm like, Yeah, all right. So we watched the first one last night, and it's a uh, boy. All the tech in that is aged so poorly. Yep. You know. The whole, the whole thing about Luther, which is being Reams' character, is that he's a hacker. He's a, and then they start talking about the tech he uses, and you did this Absolutely. thing with your modem, and blah blah blah. It's just a slayer because it came out in 1996. These movies, okay. yes, yes, yes. movies have been around for absolutely forever. They've always seemingly performed. So this one, there's no reason to believe that 
going back to your part one, uh, that, that that would hurt in any fashion because people are going to go see part two. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they're I'm I'm definitely fatigued by the series because I just saw the the last one and yeah. I thought it was pretty mediocre. Um, had some decent stuff, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's just been so many of them. I mean, it doesn't blow me away either. But April loves yeah. them. We go see them, so I know that I'll see it. But that's that's okay. just the two of us. Sure. But yeah. but yeah, yeah not- maybe it, maybe it does what the Fast and Furious does for other people. So that's right. Fine. Um, right. So we'll but, see. But Charlie, one thing we did skip was a horror film. That's a series. Insidious is getting oh, yeah. a new entry called The Red okay. Door. Um, so if you like those, Patrick Wilson actually is directing this. Oh, um, nice. That that is not the Conjuring is the series that I like. Insidious is the series I know nothing about, but it's scary yeah. and yeah, it does things. Yeah. Um, we do have uh, for you know the intellectuals. We have Oppenheimer, which is a historical take and that's a uh what's his but nolan film isn't it isn't he the director absolutely and he did yeah. dunkirk and that did like 300 million dollars yeah I, uh, dunkirk was excellent we saw that one in the yeah. theater um if we bounce back into august uh i mentioned at the top of the show the meg which would be a sequel to the the megalodon which is just a giant dinosaur crocodile uh, that how did that make so much money <laughs> i have it was and it was it was god awful trust me yeah sure. um we have another ninja turtles movie and this one this one is animated again Right. Yeah, it's very similar to Inside yeah. the uh, Into the Spider Verse. So <laughs> it looks good. Universe, and, right? uh, most of the crowd seems like they're into it. So, yeah. but it's at the end of the summer. So for our criteria, not to take away from the quality, but from the box office perspective, it, it August is hard to nail a win uh, right. at the end of the summer. Which was funny because back in COVID times in twenty one, we got um, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and yep. it. It did it win the summer? Or it came close to it. Just uh, I got really high up. I think it ended yeah. up getting like three or four, two or three, yeah. something like that, because it was a Marvel movie and mm. they did have the opportunity to kind of have the box office to themselves. Gotcha. This year, though, August is pretty full compared to last year where right. nothing came out. I mean, right. we do get Gran Turismo, which is essentially a pseudo biopic about a kid who played the Gran Turismo video game and actually took those skills and actually could then go join a, a driving team. Oh. So kind of a cool feel-good movie. Yeah, um, David Harbour and Orlando Bloom's in that. Oh, nice. We have the Blue Beetle, which, to be honest with you, I don't think is going to capture any of the magic of the Flash because it's it's a new property. DC's, ma- DC's not so hot right now. So I just don't see it being a success. I'd love I to mean, be, if, it'd be at, interesting to be wrong, but yeah, I just don't think that it's going to catch. No, at best it'll do what the first Shazam movie did. I yeah. think that's the best we could hope for. Um, maybe word of yeah. mouth. It's obviously hitting the Latino uh, like demographic as well, right. which could be a big deal. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to have any play in our with only two weeks in our box right. office game. Right. But I would make it me feel very good if this movie performed yeah. well and actually redeemed DC, uh, considering the crappy couple of years they've had. Yeah. And I mean, especially to end their this dynasty, which is, you know, rebooting with now that, that James Gunn is yeah. co-running things. This is the this is the is this the last film or is it Aquaman? Aquaman. Aquaman yeah. in December. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Aquaman in December. So anyway. All right. So that's it for the summer. Um, Todd, tell people how they can get involved on the discord with the summer movie channel it's if you listen to us and you're not part of our discord todd how do they how do they get in the mix oh uh, yeah so our discord group if you just go to discord and you search secret friends united i think you can find us there if not our web page has a link to our discord um you can reach out to us you can direct message us and get into our discord group that way or just D- dm charlie or i on twitter yeah. 
as Please. well, and we'll get you into the group. Um, it's an easy way to get there. But Discord, I think you can search. I'll have to do a see if a thing, if I can just search Sticker Fringe tonight public, yeah. and find it that way. But if not, yeah. we'll get you an invite to that group. Yeah. And then join, because, yeah, Todd, you're running that. That's always been your baby. Um, and, again, it's it's great. We've had the um, competition between you, John, and I um, for the, the vaulted Shizor Trophy since 2016, if I'm not mistaken. And currently, John has it back. John and I have divided it, Todd. You have yet to acquire it and you know as much really? as as much as we'd love to ship it back and you forth, stole the election we, charlie you stole like the to, competition we like to ship it back and forth across the country right over minnesota and you don't get it uh i part of me would really like to see you win so maybe this will be your year you don't know the worst year ever probably <laughs> you, you better believe it all right well folks that is it for the show we would love to see you over on discord but uh in addition to that todd where do people find you out there uh, on Twitter at Tiaxtra for my personal account. If you want to reach out to me and just talk about nerdy stuff, I'm there. Uh, but also check out at Secret Friends U on Twitter for all things our podcasts, our yes. YouTube, and all things there. Um, you can go to our webpage, secretfriendsunite.com, and our Patreon, patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. If you want to check out our Patreon, there's some free previews of our content there. And we'd love you to uh, consider joining us. And if, even if you can't join us, Tell people about our patron. We would love to have that as well. Give us a rating on our podcast. We would love that as well. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, yeah. You bet. And that's how you can see this video you may or may not be watching. Well, you can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. Uh, as I was talking about at the top of the show, my lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the largest uh, chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We're here in West Michigan. I actually do run Region 13, which covers all of the state of Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a trekker who lives out that way, or even if you live somewhere else, drop me a line uh, on our socials, either on Twitter or certainly at our website of that same name. I can tell you how to get connected uh, to put you in with other people who love talking about Star Trek. That's what I do. So one last time, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.